All righty. How is everyone doing today? Are we really doing good? I have my prayers that we are. And uh, I hope that we have prepared our hearts to receive what the Lord is going to say to us today. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting here to uh, share the word of the Lord and what he has to say. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 20th chapter of the book of Acts. Is everybody there? We're going to we're going to start reading at verse uh, 25 at the 20th chapter of the book of Acts. Is everybody there? Verse 25, the 20th chapter of the book of Acts, it says, And now, behold, now this is Paul talking to the elders at the church of Ephesus. And this is his farewell speech to them. He says, And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day, that I am pure from the blood of who? So this is the church that he's talking to. This is his last time uh, being with them. And he said, I'm pretty sure that I will never see you again. And he said, this is what I want you to take note of. Now, of all the things he could have told them and started off with, he said these words, that I am pure. from the blood of all men. Does everybody understand what he's saying there? Let's go and keep reading. Look at what he says, verse 27. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all, how much of it? All the counsel of God. Everybody see that? All the counsel of God. Now this is one of the things, that now let me make this clear. I don't try to be different from any other ministry any other preacher. I only do what God tell me to do and tell and say what he tell me to say. I don't, I don't care about what other preachers are doing. That's their business, what they're doing. I can only do what the Lord have told me to do, and that's to preach all the whole counsel of God. Everybody understand? And I don't do that to show any other preacher up and try to be better than any preacher. I just, God gave me his word, and I'm, I'm commissioned to declare it. Now, one of the major differences between this ministry and, and some other ministries is the fact that we declare all of the counsel of God. If it's in this Bible, it's up for grabs. We don't just invite you here to encourage you for the rest of the week. Everybody understand? 
That's your job, to encourage yourself. <laughs> I'm not anybody's cheerleader. Everybody understand? So that's my job, is to declare the whole counsel of God. If it's in this word, we're going to talk about it. Everybody see that? All the counsel. And I believe that if, you are, if you're calling yourself a believer, you ought to believe all of God's word, not just what's beneficial to your flesh. Everybody understand? No, God didn't just promise heaven. He promised hell as well. <laughs> Everybody see? And so we declare all the counsel of God, not just heaven and what sounds good, but hell to keep you from going there, to let you know that there is another place. And so we, we, if, we, if it's in the Bible, we talk about it. And unfortunately, what happens is people, <laughs> even people sitting here, never heard some of these things before. That's not my fault. But if I believe that if you call yourself a believer, if I show it to you in the word, you ought to believe it. Now that's what I believe. That's what a believer is. We're not talking about Christians, we're talking about believers. If you are a believer, when you hear it declared from God's word, you ought to believe it. It ought not to be strange to you. Does everybody understand? All right, so if we understand that, let's go to the 18th chapter of the book of Proverbs. So we all call ourselves believers in here today. Meaning we'll believe God's word when we see it. It ought to be, it ought not to be, you know, I believe that if we, if, if we are Christians and we, in other words, are supposed to be Christ-like, when we see something in his word, we ought to want to be like that. And it should not, the life of Christ should not be strange to us. Now here's the unfortunate thing today. The people that killed Jesus Christ when he walked his earth were Christians or believers, I should say, if that make any sense. Let me rephrase that. They were church people. The world didn't crucify Christ. The church people did. Religious people did. The world could care less. He wasn't bothering them. Yeah, we know we sinners. We out here. We're glad you came to save us. It was, it was church folks that killed him. I hope we understand that. And they would do the same thing today if he walked his earth today. He would make the news if he had did what he did back then, which I'm sure he made the news back then, their version of it. If he had plaited a belt together and whooped folks out of his building, that would be in the news. What kind of man of God is this? The kind that had zeal for his father. Everybody understand? He was awkward to them. And you know, and, and the devil have done a good job of get, getting the church right back to the condition that it was in when he walked this earth. A sleeping church. Folks that sleep on his word. They just want to be encouraged. Just get me through the day. God did not come into your life for you to guide him. 
Does everybody understand? God is not your genie, and he didn't come into your life to fulfill all of your dreams. <laughs> and that's where church folks got him. We just pray to you when we want something. No, we're not going to submit. No, we're not going to change our lives. We're not going to do any of that. I'm just, you know, my life wasn't going that good, and I just want you to help me out every now and then. And God is bigger than helping you out every now and then. He, he thought that we were so raggedy until he gives his Holy Spirit to, to completely change us. Everybody understand? Completely revolutionize our lives. We ought not to even look the same. And we ought to be different to people who once knew us when we were out in the world. They ought to know that there is a difference. Everybody understand? Now, if there's no difference, you're not born again. That's what being born again is. You are born again. You're not the same individual. Everybody understand? So with this new life comes a new mindset. We read his word and we renew our minds according to that word. Things begin to make more sense to us of why it wasn't working out when we were out in the world. We begin to understand why certain people act a certain way. Why? Because now our eyes have been opened and it's a whole new world to us. Now we see it and we're no longer in the matrix. We're no longer a part of that system. God pull us out of that system and, and pull us to where he is and show us, see, this is what I came and died for. This is why blood had to be shed. And your eyes open you and you understand. There, okay, now I understand why God himself had to wrap himself in flesh and die for my sins. I understand that now. I didn't understand that as well before, but now I understand this is a whole new life. And let me make this clear. If it's not a new life, then you're still in the old life. You ought not to think the same way. It ought to be some things that you see now that ought to disgust you. You ought to see that devil for what he is. Everybody understand? All right, so now let's read a couple of very, very common scriptures. And uh, is everybody there? The 18th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're going to shed some light on it if the Lord say the same. All right, 18th chapter of the book of Proverbs. We're going to start reading at verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Everybody see that? A man's belly shall be satisfied, how? With the fruit of his mouth. What is the fruit of the mouth? Your words. The words you speak, you'll be full of it. Everybody understand? Does everybody understand what they're saying? That means what the Lord said, you'll have what you say. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons why people have bad lives is because they have bad mouths. Let's read that again. A man's belly should be satisfied. It don't mean, it, that don't mean you'll be pleased. It just means you'll be full of what you're talking. 
That's what your life, your life is going to look like what you talk. That's the fruit of your mouth, your words. Everybody understand? And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. That's why, you know, it's important not to be talkative. It's important not to just jap, 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 yap your mouth just because you got one. Think about what you're saying before you say it. And ask yourself, am I ready for the consequences of what I'm about to say? Does everybody understand? <laughs> Let's read verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in what? The power, not in the tongue, in the power of the tongue. Now, I believe, you know, whenever we see something like this, we ought to look up and see what these words mean. That word power is translated as hand. Does everybody understand that? Now, imagine your tongue is like your arm, and at the end of it, there's a hand there. What, is that? what does a hand do? It shapes. Your tongue shaped your life. Everybody understand? I've shared this story before. I'm going to share it again. And, I, you know, listen, I, I'm going to have to share some things today that may not go over well with some people, especially if they're sensitive already. But I have to just say those things, you know, even if it's about my family, whatever the case is, you know how I am. If, it, if the Lord give it to me to say, I'm going to say it. And I deal with all the emails and text messages and phone calls when I'm done. My daddy, when he was uh, in his 40s, late 40s, early 50s, he was a big man, and the doctors had told him to stop eating fried food. And they had told that, you know, my mother was there apparently when they told him that, and so they were concerned about him. Hawk, you know, they, they, the doctor's telling you not to eat fried foods. You know, if you continue to eat fried foods, you know, it ain't going to go well for you. And I was told my daddy's response would be this, I have to die of something. I guess his mindset was, we're going to die anyway. Let me choose how I leave here. I'm not going to leave here eating salad. He loved his fried fish and he loved his fried chicken. And so that would be his response. I have to die of something. Do you have to die of something? No, you ain't got to leave here with nothing. You can just go to sleep one day or just sit down in your chair one day and the Lord can just take you. It ain't got to be a heart attack. It don't have to be a stroke. But that was the message that he would preach to folks that tried to get him to stop eating fried foods. I have to die of something. And on July 23rd, 1981, he did just that. He died of something. Let's read that verse again. Death and life. Everybody understand? Death and life. And listen, and everything in between. 
That's why it gives us those extremes. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue. That tongue ain't just moving and flapping inside of your mouth to help you form words. It's out in front of you producing the life that you have. What you speak this week, you're going to run into it next week. That's the reason why I tell couples, married couples, don't say you want a divorce if you don't want one. When you get heated, get some duct tape and, and tape your mouth shut. Because I'm telling you, that mouth, it'll mess your future over, up. Everybody understand? It'll, it'll mess it up. My daddy, he left grown children behind. He left grandchildren, little bitty grandchildren behind. And he left little children behind. My brother was seven, I was six, and my sisters, they were both four, and uh, uh, they were both, I think, around three years old, and, and, uh, and uh, my youngest sister, she was only 10 months. Does everybody understand? Once your hand form it, it doesn't care what your situation is once it's standing there. I'm talking about what your mouth have formed. It don't care how much you dislike it, how much you dislike the circumstances. Once your mouth have formed it, it's there. Now, here's what I love about, let's read that again, verse 21. What comes first, life or death? No, what, no, 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 no. And I mean naturally, so what comes first, life or death? Life, but look at the way he put it here. Death and life. Why did he put it that way? Because after you have produced death, now you have to turn around and speak life and kill death that you've presented to yourself. Does everybody understand? No, it's going to take more than, Lord, forgive me for saying that. I was stupid for saying it. Oh, yeah, we, we know that. But, but that don't make that move. That don't go anywhere unless you take that hand and, and kill it. Now, we've shown you that in the Bible. Today, you can go look it up on your own. Peter denied Jesus how many times? And Jesus had already said, if you deny me before men, I deny you before my father. And so after Jesus was resurrected, you can read that in the 21st chapter of the book of John, how many times did the Lord ask Peter, do you love me? Let's kill what you have produced. Everybody understand? So we, we, you know, so we all agree with this. Amen. Death and life. You, you, before we came to Christ, all we could was speak death. That's all we could do. We were living death. It didn't know any better. Man, I'm, I got a miserable life. I don't like my life. I hate my life. I wish this. I wish that. And we got all kind of wishes. And the whole time we forming something that we're going to run into. And a few years down the road, we're wondering, why is my life this way? I don't understand. Nothing ever goes good. You done already formed your map that you're going to 
drive down, you see. So we all agree with that. We all agree with that. Now we got to we got to get this elementary stuff before we move on to the high school stuff. Now we all see that very clearly, what it's saying there. That you, death and life, not life and death, death and life. When you have spoke death, you can come back behind that and speak life. I'm sorry, don't get it. Lord, forgive me, I was crazy and just in my feelings and in my emotions, don't get it. You have to speak the opposite of what you've already spoke. Does everybody understand? You told that wife, well, you know, I wish I hadn't married you. I, I wish I, I, wish I, I could have done better. And then five years down the road, you so in love but don't, and, and wondering, why is this falling apart? That devil that you created don't care about how much you're in love now. He's going to only respond to the opposite, to the life side of it. Does everybody understand? <laughs> I'm sorry, don't get it. So death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Does everybody see that? That's not good fruit. That's not bad fruit. It's both. Have whatever your tongue is out there farming when it, with its hand. Does everybody understand? Now we have to go deeper. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the Genesis, let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. So we all we all passed elementary, right? We all understand that concept, don't we? Do we believe it? Fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. We're gonna see. Is everybody there? Fifth chapter of the book of Genesis, we're going to start reading at verse 1. Is everybody there? This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Everybody see that? Male and female created he them. Everybody see? And blessed them and did what? called their name what what did he do he called they by understand that means notice it didn't say that he named him Adam it says he called his name called does everybody understand what did he do called their name what Adam in the day when what they were what does everybody see that does everybody see? 
Let's go to chapter 2, verse 23 of the book of Genesis. Now, make sure you keep the 18th chapter of the book of Proverbs in your brain. Because, so you can see where we're going. Does everybody understand? The second chapter of the book of Genesis, verse 23. Is everybody there? It says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be what? Called. Does everybody see that? Now, here's what we're trying to establish. When somebody call your name, that's what they are calling you. Does everybody understand? That's what they are calling you. All right, let's go ahead and keep, let's go to the 16th chapter of the book of Genesis now. 16th chapter of the book of Genesis. We just want to establish some stuff. Now, that's one thing I believe in doing. I don't believe in giving the devil a rock to crawl under. Does everybody understand? <laughs> Is everybody there? The 16th chapter of the book of uh, Genesis? We're going to read verse 11. Is everybody there? Now, this is the angel of the Lord, and he's talking to Hagar. It says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt what? Call his name what? Why? Because the Lord had heard thou affliction. Now, who is this telling, who is this talking to? To Hagar, the angel of the Lord. Who named Ishmael, in other words? The Lord himself. Who named Adam? The Lord. Let's go to the 17th chapter now of the book of Genesis. We're going to read verse 19. Is everybody there? Verse 19, and God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt do what? Call his name what? Isaac. Does everybody see that? Well, that's a, he's a bossy God. He don't, them your children. You don't, you the one that's got to feed them and take care of them and, and, and be pregnant with them for... 10 to 12 months. <laughs> and he don't even let you name him? <laughs> what does God care about your feelings when he made this whole world and at any moment he could snap his finger and it, and it just all act like it never existed? You do what he say do. Everybody understand? <laughs> Let's go to the 49th chapter of the book of Isaiah. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Don't it say that? No, we're going to do more than that.
Is everybody, is everybody there? Verse 1 says, Listen, O owls, unto me, and hearken ye people from far. The Lord hath what? Called me from my mother's womb, from the bowels of my mother's, of my mother hath he made mention of who? My name. Who named Isaiah? Does everybody see that? Let's go to the book of Hosea. The first chapter of Hosea. We're going to start reading at verse 2. We're going to establish some things today. Again, I say that we preach the whole counsel of God. Does everybody understand? All right, let's start reading at verse 2. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Deblium, which conceived and bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Do what? Call his name what? Jezreel. For yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. Verse 6, and she conceived again and bare a daughter, and God said unto him, what? Call. Does everybody see that? This is what I want her name to be, Lerohama, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. Does everybody see that? Verse 8, let's go down. Now when she had weaned, Lorahama, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, what? Call his name Laami, for ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. Everybody see that? He done named the whole set of children. And listen, there was in every name that he gave, there was a purpose. It was to signify what was going on. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. He was speaking of a certain situation that was going on at that time. Does everybody understand? Oh, you say, well, Brother Bolton, that's the Old Testament. <laughs> Y'all didn't say that, did you? <laughs> well, let's go to the new, just in case we got some folks that say that in their hearts. Let's go to the first chapter of the book of Luke. Is everybody there? We're going to read verse 13. Now this is the angel 
of the Lord. But the angel said unto him, talking about Zacharias, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt do what? Call his name what? John. Everybody see? Let's go to the first chapter of the book of Matthew. Now, I'm, I'm trying to really help us, you know. Is everybody there? First chapter of the book of Matthew, let's start reading at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. In other words, in this way. When as his mother, Mary, was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of who? The Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me just stop here. Just, let's just add a side note here. If Joseph loved Mary, then why wouldn't he just go along with it and just hurry up and get married and just say, well, the baby is mine? Did he, did he really want to divorce her? The Bible says he was a just man. He was a righteous man. If he was a righteous man, he loved, it. He loved her. He was already engaged to her. Why, didn't he, why wouldn't he just say, well, you know what? Regardless of what happened, I'm, I'm, we're going to go ahead and go through with this ceremony, and we, we, I'm going to just raise him as my son, and nobody's going to know the difference. Except under that law, somebody would have known the difference. You know why? Because under their law, before marriage was consummated, on their wedding night, they put a white sheet under that woman. And the elders of the city, they waited on the outside of that house. And that sheet had to be presented with blood, representing a covenant. If the sheet, does everybody understand what the blood was? It was proof that the woman had remained pure and had waited until marriage. If they didn't produce a sheet with blood on it to prove that that covenant was really a covenant, then they were forced, they would take this woman out and they'd stone her to death. And so Joseph's thought was, I don't want that to happen to her. It wasn't that he just was just rethinking, well, should I marry her or not? Because she's obviously been out there doing something. He didn't want to put her through that. He knew if we come together and she's not a virgin on the night of our consummation, on the night of our wedding, they're going to kill her. So it would just be better just to put off, you know, just put this off. Not even put her in that predicament. Does everybody understand that? All right, so let's go and keep reading. Verse 20, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not 
to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name what? Jesus, for he shall save his people from who? And that is what the name Jesus means. That's the Greek version of the word Joshua. Jehovah saves. Everybody understand? So we all agree now that when, when according to the Bible, now we have to put these two things together, names mean something. Don't they? The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. It don't say except for names. You just get to do whatever you want to do with that. Let me prove it. When I was out in the world, and you know, when I was growing up, I put it that way. If you called a woman a female dog, you had a fight on your hands. That was a fight. Now females are calling themselves that like it's a badge of honor. Now, how many of you by a show of hands know what I'm talking about when I say female dog? Do people really say, do they say that? You female dog. Is that what they say? But you know what it means when the word is said. That's what make the woman want to fight, or her brothers, or whoever, make them want to fight. Because they can call your name and you know this is what you're calling me. Does everybody understand that concept? <laughs> Do we really understand that? If any part of your name, let's just do a test just right now. I'm going to say shyster. Stand up. Shyster, con artist, stand up. Let me rephrase that. James, Jamie, stand up. You know that's what that name means? It is derived from the name Jacob. And every time you call somebody James, Jacob, Jaquetta, that's what you're calling them. So if you can ball your fist to a female dog, to that, to that word, why isn't that got fight in you about that? Y'all can sit down. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's all day. Does everybody understand? Ain't that your middle name? Uh, you could have you stood up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
You forgot that was your middle name? <laughs> but it makes an impact when I call you what it means, shyster. Con artist. One that's getting over on people. Always thinking about how you're going to go around the system. So if we're ready to fight over the female dog because we know what that means, you can say, well, that's just a cute name. That's a cute name. I've never heard a name like that. I don't care what it means. I'm just, that's a cute name. But you know it's not cute because you know the definition of it. And ready to fight over it. Now, if we're in a room full of women and somebody just blurt that out, you're not going to turn around. You're not going because you don't answer to that. That's not you. But you'll answer to shyster. And whatever else your name means, and I'm talking to all of us as individuals, what does your name mean? What, what are people calling you? I don't care how the devil has covered it over time to make people forget what it means. What are people calling you? That's what you're answering to, and that's what, that is what your life is going to look like. And do we believe this Bible or not? <laughs> and some of our parents, they just named us whatever. Just, it's cute. And it's different. And it's full of hell. Everybody understand? So let's, let's think about this for a moment. Let's think about that individual. They, they growing in the Lord. They growing in God, and God is moving in their life, and, they, and then all of a sudden they hit this hump. Lord, why am I not able to get beyond this situation? And God says this, stop answering to demonic names. If you answering to it, the devil's got a right to tag you with it. Everybody understand? You are accepting the definition. You are applying that to you when you answer to something that means something outside of God's will for your life. Does everybody understand? Death and life. It ain't just got to be your tongue. If, you, if, if somebody else's tongue is out there forming it and you answering to it, it's you. That's your life. Does everybody see that? Do we all see it? Let's go real quick to the 17th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now, I'm not saying this to put anybody down. But, you know, we have to preach, again, the whole counsel, all the counsel of God. Everybody understand? If it's in this Bible, there's a reason why it's in there. There's a reason why God named babies. And what you'll see, what we're about to show you now, is that there's a reason why God renamed grown folks. Everybody understand? I should have wore, is that in your Bible shirt today? (laughs) 
<laughs> Is everybody there? All right, y'all beat me there. So let's go. Let's start reading. The 17th chapter of the book of Genesis, we're going to start reading at verse 1. Does everybody see that? And when Abram was what? And what? 90 and what? 99. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou what? Perfect. Everybody see that? It's all throughout this Bible, y'all. Be what? No, just strive for perfection. You ain't going to never get there, but strive for it. Is that what he said? <laughs> Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 2, And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram, who was it? Abram, at what age? 99, fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me... Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of what? Many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called what? Abram, which means exalted father. But thy name shall be what? Abraham, for a father of many nations. Have I made thee? So let's put verse 1 and verse 5 together. Walk before me and be thou what? Perfect. How is he going to be perfect? Let's change your name to represent my call for your life. <laughs> Does everybody see that? Does everybody see? Let's go to verse 15 now. And look, in the same chapter, God switches it up. Verse 15, and God said unto who? A 99-year-old man. They've been calling him Abram for 99 years. And now he's got to retrain his thought process. He's got to tell people, God have changed my name. That's the reason why he's the father of faith. When God said to do something, he didn't mind. Oh, okay, I'm Abraham, I like that. I'll be Abraham. Yeah, I'm 99. Yeah, my mama named me, and I love my mother. I love my father. But what? If God chose to rename me, that's exactly what it's going to be. His daddy wasn't the father of many nations. Mama wasn't the mother of many nations. He was. His daddy wasn't the grandfather of faith. Abraham was the father of faith because no matter what God told him to do, he did it. Does everybody understand? Abraham, go to this mountain and kill your son. Okay. Everybody understand? Didn't question God, didn't have to have a prayer meeting about it. I'm going to go do it. Why? Because the, I've already received the promise that, I'm gonna, that through Isaac the seed is going to be called. So even if I kill him, God's going to have to raise him up from the dead. He don't have any children yet. 
See what faith will do for you. So let's read verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but what? Sarah. Two completely different words. The word Sarah means princess, but not in a good way. So let's think about us today. We call them, hey, Miss Princess, Miss Princess. Or we exalted them like they the daughter of a king. No, you think you, you're entitled. You selfish. You think everybody's supposed to bow down to you, Miss Princess? That was the connotation of her name. Spalled, bratty, contentious. So every time he called, hey, contentious, come here. Will you give me some water? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, Lord, I, I'll give you some water. That's what he was calling her for all the years they had been married. Come here, contentious, Miss Brat. What are we eating today? And she'd answer. Oh, today we got some pork and beans and rice. Oh, that's good. And wasn't thinking a thing about it. My mama and daddy named me that. Yes, I'm going to answer to it. And listen, I'm not going to be able to come out of the contention and that bratiness until God renamed me. So I want you to see how they went together. In the same chapter, God is telling Abram, your name is going to be Abraham. But listen, since you're yoked up with this one, she can't continue to be that way. Because she's tied to your destiny. So let's rename her. Don't call her contentious anymore. Don't call her bratty anymore. Call her Sarah, a noble woman. So y'all can walk into this destiny together. Amen. Everybody see you. <laughs> so Abram, Abraham was 99. Does everybody see that? I think Sarah was around 15 years younger than him. They both old. And, so, and in some of our religious minds, too old to be trying to rename themselves. Does everybody see that? All right, let's go to the 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis now. I'm trying to hit this home before I punch you in the gut with this other stuff. <laughs> You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when we get there. Is everybody there? The 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis. Are we there? I'm, I still hear pages turning. What is the page that I hear then? Saul? <laughs> All right, we're going to start reading at uh, verse 24. The 32nd chapter of the book of, so 32, chapter 32. 
of the book of Genesis. We're going to start reading at verse 24. It says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint And he, as he wrestled with him. He broke his thigh. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob, shyster, con artist. That's what I've been called my whole life. Now, they didn't just name him that after he started doing that. That was his name from the womb. So you calling him shyster all the time. You calling him con artist, one that gets around. What else can he do? except go kill an animal and, and, put, and cut the skin off and put it on his own self to fool his daddy. What else can he do besides go catch his brother in a time of hunger and instead of just giving his brother food, say, well, look, i give you this food if you'll give me your birthright. What else can he do? Everybody understand? And you know what? He ate the fruit of it. You know how? Because when he went to his uncle's house to, to, to marry a woman, he worked for that woman for seven years, and on the day of their wedding, he found out he had the ugly one. The ugly sister. Now, I don't, you know. He ate the fruit of it. God didn't tell him to call his name Jacob. That was what they chose. Shyster, every time. Shyster, come take this trash out. Yes, ma'am. Shyster, go hunt and kill me some meat. Yes, sir, I'll do that. You'll eat the fruit of the words that you answer to. Talking about your name. Does everybody understand? You can't, if you keep answering to it, that's what you are. That's what you will be. If you believe this Bible, believe me, you see. So he told them, they, the, the, the Lord asked him, what is your name? Now listen, <laughs> was it that this, the Lord didn't know his name? Oh, he knew his name. Now let, let's, let's just go back for a second. Let's, let's make this picture up for you here. Here Jacob was in a bind. He knows that this man he's wrestling with is a supernatural man. The picture is this. Jacob knows something in my life has to change. And really what's going on here is his prayer life. Something has to change in my life. Because no matter how much I'm trying to do right, it ain't going right. And so he wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night to the point where the angel of the Lord had to break his leg. And he still wouldn't let him go. But Jacob was determined, uh-uh, something got to change because it ain't, it ain't going right for me. And so at the end of all of that, what does the Lord do in his infinite wisdom? What's your name? Shyster. Okay, well, we need to change that. This is the answer to your prayer. This is what you've been praying about. Does everybody understand? Let's go ahead and keep reading. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. This is the answer to your prayer. 
This is the reason why it hasn't been going well, because you've been answering to shyster. You've been answering to con artists. How can it go well with you? Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but what? Israel, for as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Everybody see that? Now, in other words, you're going to start living a victorious life, whereas before it was a life of defeat. Every, every time you tried to get ahead, you figured in your mind, well, I, you know, f the blessing just ain't going to come just naturally. I got to fool my daddy into laying hands on me for his blessing. I got to trick my brother and, and get him at a, at, a, at a bad moment to get that blessing that I want. I got to worm my way around in life to get ahead. So the angel says, don't stop answering to that name. It won't be that way if you stop answering to that name. So let's rename you. We'll call you Israel, one that prevails. Everybody see? And if you continue to read the story, you'll see it was at this moment that his life changed. He began to see those blessings of God. He no longer had to worm his way around people. Everybody understand? Yeah, no, he didn't have to put <laughs> the light bill in his children's name anymore. Everybody understand? So we see how God renamed grown folks. Brother Bolton, that's the Old Testament. I don't hardly study that, because that was just for back then. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> well, let's go to the 16th chapter, the book of Matthew. And we're going to start reading at verse 17. Uh, verse 16, rather. Is everybody there? Let's start reading verse 16. 16th chapter of the book of Matthew, verse 16, it says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon who? Bar Jonah, Simon son of Jonah. Everybody see that? For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Everybody see? Simon's name was identified with his daddy. Let's go and keep reading. And I say unto thee that thou art who? Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Everybody see that? And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Everybody see that? What was he doing? Let's get you from under this identification with your daddy. That ain't really got you anywhere. I'm not giving the keys of the kingdom to Simon Barjona. But I give them to Simon Peter. Everybody understand?
Now, this is the only thing that the Lord is trying to get us to see today. We're not the type that say, well, you know what? When you come to the Lord, you just need to just find yourself a new name. But I believe you ought to at least know what people are calling you. And if they're calling you anything contrary to this, you ought to do something about it. Does everybody understand? Y'all ready for a little history lesson? Because you can say, well, Brother Bowden, that was back in the Bible days. That was Bible. God is doing a new thing today. <laughs> I want to just give you just a brief history of something here. There was a man whose dad was born in 1929. And when he was a little boy, he saw his older brother picking on his little sister. His, he picked up a phone and knocked his brother out with it. So the, the boy's dad was born in 1899, just in case I got that wrong. He picked up a phone and knocked his brother out with it. As a little boy, before he was a teenager, him and his brother, this same brother, was playing in a house, sliding down this banister. And he, as a young boy, probably around 10 or 11, slid into his grandmother, who was sitting in a chair. And she fell on the floor. He assumed that she was dead. Now, this is real life. This is a true story. He assumed that she was dead. And what he does is he immediately runs upstairs and throws himself out of the window from the second story to kill himself. He lands on the ground, and then his siblings come and tell him, Grandma's not dead. She was just asleep. She, she was just knocked out. And he got up and he dusted himself off. When he was around the age of 12 or 13, he snuck out to go see a parade. When he got back, he found out that this same grandmother had, been, had had a heart attack in the home and they took her to, to the hospital and on the way there, she died. Upon hearing these news, this news, he went upstairs again and threw himself out of the same window, trying to commit suicide. But it didn't happen. Fast forward, in June of 1974, his mother was in the church sitting at the organ. A young man about 23 years old who was a black Hebrew Israelite walked into the church, pulled out two handguns, and killed his mother. Wanted to kill the father, but the, the mother was closer to him. killed a deacon of the church and injured another woman. Around 1934, this man's father, who we're talking about, 
went on a trip around the world and was inspired spiritually. And when he got home, he no longer went by the name of Michael Sr. He started calling himself Martin Luther King Sr. This is 1934. So at the age of five, Michael King Jr. started getting called Martin Luther King Jr. Same individual, same one, throwing himself out of the window and all of that. 1955, he took the headship of what we call the Civil Rights Movement. But it wasn't until 1957 that he got his name legally changed to Martin Luther King Jr. Does everybody see? His father was inspired by Martin Luther, the man who was the head of the Reformation from the Catholic Church who had a problem with the idea of indulgences. Does everybody know what indulgences are in a Catholic church? Indulgence is a tax that the Catholic church presents. The idea is if you pay the church indulgences, then they can forgive your sins. And they can even pull your loved ones out of purgatory, a practice that they still do today. So when Michael King Sr. went to Germany and saw this individual, and actually saw what the man represented, Martin Luther, he decided, that's how I want to be, and that's how I want my son to be. Somebody that's going to stand up against the system. So when he got home, he started calling himself Martin Luther King Sr. and started calling his son Jr. And for years, Martin Luther King Jr. walked around with that name, even though it wasn't until 1957 that he changed it. Everybody see? Does everybody understand now? So what, we, what people celebrate as Martin Luther King Jr. Day, it would have been Michael King Jr. Day. But his daddy was a visionary. You know, his daddy lived until 1984, you see. His daddy knew my son is going to be something special. Does everybody understand? Now, how many of you have met my mother? So when you meet her, what do you notice about her, just naturally so? You can say it. I ain't going to get mad about it. What do you notice about her? Somebody talk. Say what now? Huh? Naturally so. What do you notice about her? Huh? I'm, say what? Say what? Why does she use a walker? She has back problems, what else? When you say back problems, what do you mean? 
What happened now? She's in pain. How many of you know my mother's first name? Who knows it? Who got a phone readily available? You got your phone, Brother Tanks? Punch in her first name, and after that, put in meaning. Now, you don't have to tap on any page that pull up. Just it should you should see like a brief summary. What do you see there? What does it say? It's still loaded. You see what Wikipedia say? You don't see? Did you put in a name? Still loading? We forgive you, Brother Tanks. Still loading? Oh, my goodness. Did you pay your bill? I want everybody to see this. If you got your phone, go ahead and take it out. If, if you got it, what does it mean? And what? Look up another one. See, scroll down some. Pain. Sorrow. And pain is the meaning of that name. Is it a wonder? She's been in that condition for over two decades. Everybody see? Death and life. Now let me just, for those of you, her first name is Dolores. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And, and, and everything in between. You answer to sorrow and pain. She's 73 now. What do you think is going to happen? You can pray and pray and go through all kind of prayer lines. Lord, heal me. Lord, help me to feel better. But if every time somebody calls you, hey, come here, aches, which is another translation, come here, pain, and you answer to it, Oh, just, hey, how you doing, Aki? How you doing, Payne? Just call and see how you doing. I'm not feeling well. Everybody see you. I'm trying to tell you. There's a reason why God not only named the children, but renamed grown people. In some cases, it was an answer to their prayers. There was something about their life they wanted to change, and they were not going to be able to change it answering to what was going against their prayer life. Everybody understand? I think it's time for us as believers to figure out, and this is what the name of this message is, what are we answering to? What exactly are we answering to? We ought to at least know what people are calling us. Does everybody understand? I know it ain't just a cute name. 
They're calling us into destiny, whatever that may be. And if that destiny that we've been called our whole life is not the equivalent of what we see in God's word and what God's word says about us, we ought to do something about it. Does everybody understand? I'm trying to tell us uh, we can be going through some things not knowing why. My mother was a prayer warrior before she got down like that. Praying, praying, praying. I grew up with her praying. But I'm trying to show you, do you know no matter how much you pray, your name can set you back? Does everybody understand? Uh, it, it can set you back. If it's contrary to this word. Everybody understand? Now, if you don't mind being in ache and pain, then you could keep on going ahead with that. Yeah, that, that word that we were talking about earlier, the female dog, that's not the only bad word. Everybody understand? <laughs> it's, ba it's a bad word if it goes against God's word for you. And if you're out in the world, just go ahead and be a shyster. If you're out in the world, just go ahead and be a female. All those nice, cute names that our parents named us. Go ahead and be that. But when you come to the Lord, your destiny changes. And you definitely don't want to answer to something that goes against the destiny that God has called you to. Does everybody understand? We went through all throughout God's word to show you the truth about it. You said you believe me and believe God's word. Life and death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's the truth. Everybody understand? And that ain't just, just sentences. Even more important than that, what do you answer to? Does everybody understand? Because if we don't know anything else, we have to know this. Your ignorance does not include the devil. The devil is not ignorant. Does everybody understand? No, he, you might be ignorant of what your name means, but the devil's not. And he knows that God is a God of faith. And by faith, you can answer to something and just not even know, but it's still sticking to you. Not even know, but the devil depends on that. I'm going to tell you what else he depends on. I can't, I can't, I don't want to change my name. I don't want to. And listen, I'm not telling people to change their name. I'm telling you, don't let nobody call you outside of the will of God. Does everybody understand? So we stand here like Paul today. We preach all the counsel of God. Not just stuff that we've gotten used to and stuff that ain't just too far over to the left or to the right. We preach it all. And we showed you all throughout the scriptures how God had to do things to help people get to their destination in him. Everybody see? And my prayers is that we'll take heed to it. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this word that we've heard today, Lord. And God, I pray that 
people that are here, the people that will listen in the future, that they will take heed to what they've heard, that they will not be discouraged, Lord, but they will take heed. Pay attention, Lord, to what people call them and what they answer to. Help us, Lord, to know that this isn't a strange thing. Open the hearts and minds of people, Lord, to know that their personality, the things that they deal with in their lives is directly tied to what they've been answering to. God, I pray that you will lift the veil off of people's hearts so that they can hear you speaking clearly so that they will take heed, Lord, and move on into the things that you have called them to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. All right, now, if that's all now, uh, we'll go ahead and dismiss you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.